Hey everyone, welcome back to episode six of Coaching from the Couch. Well, not welcome back to episode six, but welcome back to Coaching from the Couch. We're getting going on episode six here. Uh, Dallin, welcome back. How are you feeling? Uh, not too good, Slade. I didn't have the best of picks this last weekend, so I'm definitely feeling feeling like a piece of poop and not not on top of my game. I need to. I know I need to step it up. So hopefully a little better this week. Yeah. Hopefully, um, the good news is you're not a piece of poop, so don't feel bad about yourself. Um, game pick records from last week: I went two and one. Dallin went one and two. Um, that bumps me up to eleven and four on the season, and Dallin down to seven and eight. So a little bit of discrepancy, but, close game. <laughs> but we'll we'll get there. We'll figure it out. Um, well, great. So uh, a pretty good week of primetime games this week. Um, they were semi fun. Monday night was really boring, but I thought Thursday and Sunday night were pretty fun. Um, kind of went a little bit how I expected, a little bit how I didn't expect. So looking forward to jumping in and talking about these games. So we'll start off, um, as we always do, with Thursday Night Football. The Titans, um, with Will Levis backing, came into to, what are they? Pittsburgh, forgot the name. Um, came into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers, who have been rolling so far. Um, the Titans ended up losing this game 16-20. Uh, to 20. Titans dropped to 3-5, and five and the Steelers raised to 5-3. and three. Uh, Dallin, initial thoughts? Well, this was one of those games that I thought, man, I hope that the, the Titans can keep it rolling. I mean, they looked so good last week that um, I was really pulling for them to be like, this could be the, the Titans' change at, on offense. Finally got Will Levis in. Uh, sitting Ryan Tannehill, so maybe they can get something going, get DeAndre Hopkins a little bit more in the game. And sure enough, not to say that it was a fluke, but definitely not as electric as as we all thought. Yeah. And uh, it's it definitely a pump the brakes moment for me, knowing yeah. that I need to slow my roll on the Titans a little bit and, <laughs> and and take it one week at a time, little by little with them. So overall, I thought it was a pretty fun game to watch, though. I mean, mm -hmm. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it, and um, yeah, I mean, Steelers are finally looking like like they're getting their groove on, and and they played a pretty good game as well. Yeah, they did. Overall, I thought it was a fun game. Um, I agree, it was kind of a pump the brakes moment. I said it last week. I didn't think Will Levis would look as good as he did uh, the week before against the Falcons, and and maybe we should have known better picking the Titans with the fact that they beat the Falcons who just lost to Josh Dobbs, who had a total of, you know, two days to learn the Vikings playbook. So um, maybe we should have known a little bit better, but I still thought overall, Will Levis looked good. You know, I think he made good decisions. Um, the first quarter he was getting beat up and the Titans O-line was just getting dominated and they had so many injuries on the O-line. I think it, I think at one point, every single lineman that had started the game went out for a, at least a snap with an injury and some of them came back and some were replaced. So on a night where there was tons of O-line problems for the Titans, I thought Will Levis handled it well. And then even into the second quarter, it was really only the first quarter that I felt like the Steelers were really dominant uh, on that offensive line. Um, and then by the next few quarters, you know, they had three sacks in the first quarter and none or sorry, one more in the fourth quarter. So overall, I think Will, Will Levis handled the pressure. Well, he made a lot of good throws, even under pressure and under a lot of pressure. Um, and I think he just did well, as well as he could, you know, like, and like I said, not as good as the week before, but I still think he had a really relatively solid game. Yeah. No, he did. Yeah. So the Steelers also in a weird spot, um, Steelers moved to five and three, which is tied with, uh, the Browns and Bengals for the division. All three, all four teams in the AFC North are currently sitting in a playoff spot. 
Um, yeah. Pretty crazy to see. Um, I thought the Steelers would be a lot worse this year. And I think, full disclosure, I still think they're not very good. I think their record is a little bit deceiving. I think they're not as good as their record says they are. Um, that's just me personally, because I think a lot of the problems with the Steelers is that their offense is just not very good. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. It's, it's, I think I told you, or I definitely told you before, of like the Steelers are just one of those teams to me that, especially in recent years, I haven't really thought much about, but come playoff time, I feel like they always find a way to inch their way in. Um, they just like coach Tomlin, I feel like really knows how to, how to work them up and especially get, get them going, especially yeah. in the middle yeah. of the season, which I feel like he's finally, yeah, getting a groove on them. And, and I don't think coach Tomlin, you can correct me on this, has had a losing season in the past, like, 20 years or yeah, something <laughs> his, his tenure with the Steelers. He's never had a losing record. Yeah. Um, that's crazy to me. It's no, that's pretty insane. And last year was the closest we got to that happening. They started off the season. I feel like two and six or something last year and ended up yeah. like a nice mid season push to get above 500. I don't think they were very heavy in the playoff race, but definitely still, you know, they were there. You could, you could see them there and at least they didn't end with a losing record. Um, right. It will be very interesting to see what the Steelers can do moving forward because the Titans, I don't think have a fantastic defense. Um, they traded away probably their best piece in Kevin Byard, but besides, uh, um, he's a defensive lineman. His name is slipped in my mind. Let me see. I'm going to figure it out. It what is you said, Jeffrey Simmons. That's his name. Jeffrey Simmons. Um, besides Jeffrey Simmons, I feel like uh, Kevin Byard was probably their, their best piece and they traded him away to the Eagles. Um, so I don't think they have a great defense and I don't think this Steelers offense handled this defense very well. Um, I, in watching the game, there was a, a lot of punts in this game. There was a lot that really wasn't happening. And the Steelers, I really think the only reason they pulled it out is because they managed to put together a good drive just exactly when they needed to, which is how you win football games. It's, it's, it's not a knock by any means. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But when I watched this game and I was watching it, it felt like to me the Titans were not just like in control, but it kind of felt like the Steelers were getting dominated and the Titans weren't necessarily like flying down the field, but I felt like they were moving the ball consistently. I felt like the Steelers couldn't stay on the field. And then what it really was, was then down in the fourth quarter um, and the third quarter when the Steelers started dominating time of possession and they had like an eight minute drive in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, they had their long touchdown drive and they really just managed to put the pressure on the, the Titans exactly when they needed to and force a rookie quarterback to come from behind. And we obviously saw how that panned out. Um, Will Levis should have been intercepted three times on that drive before the, he was finally intercepted. Um, and it was that kind of mistake. I think we were like, oh, there it is. You know, I feel like I was waiting to see it, you know, I was too, especially with just how he was playing in that drive and, and not even like it was bad. It was just at that point in the game, you're trying to force something because you need a touchdown and you need to move quickly because you don't have any timeouts. So it Uh makes sense. You know, he's just going to try to force it. He's not going to make as good as Reed. So the Steelers did exactly what they needed to in trying to force a rookie quarterback to make this game winning drive. And it, and it worked, you know, they, they won the game. Yeah. And I think you said it really well when you were talking about like the long drive for the Steelers, I feel like that's all they were trying to do for most of the game is just go for the long drives rather than, you know, have like a Kansas city chiefs, like score in two minutes kind of a game, which obviously that's what we're so used to seeing. And we, we want that as far as like, we judge that off of the offense, but um, yeah, like you said, it, it felt like they put the drives together exactly when they needed to, but yeah. nothing else. 
And obviously, they won the game, and definitely a big props to the Steelers. But I almost do wish that they would kick it up a notch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> kick, kick, why, why does it have to be such a close game? Like, yeah. you, obviously, I feel like if they really wanted to a lot better, pick apart the Steelers or the Titans' defense, which, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I don't think they have like any crazy all stars on the Steelers right. by any means, but. I feel like it would have been nice to, yeah, maybe go up a couple touchdowns. For sure. For sure. And yeah, and that's the problem with the Steelers offense, I feel like, is they don't have, like, Kenny Pickett to me, and I'm going to I'm gonna just voice my opinion. I think Kenny Pickett's bad. I don't think he's very good, and I think he tends to miss wide open targets pretty consistently, and he's not yeah. going to make, I don't feel like he's going to make that clutch play. You know, like, I just don't think he's that guy. Um, and you just don't necessarily have these weapons to take the top off the defense either you know like Deontay Johnson's solid he's fine and George Pickens could probably be good if he ever got included in the game plan and Najee Harris was really good his rookie year and hasn't really done anything since so it's just they don't have these pieces that I feel like will like make a defense pay it make a bad defense pay I think they just kind of have pieces that can like put together occasional drives where they go down the field pretty easily. But then other than that, they're just going to be this really inconsistent, really not talented offense. Um, but as I rag on Najee Harris, I do have to shout out that the Steelers finally put together an effective run game. Um, it's been the entire season waiting for this moment. Um, I have to mention that I played your wife in fantasy football last week and I had to pick up Najee Harris cause my entire team was on by uh, and he'd been terrible, but he was the only starting running back I could pick up. And he had his best game he's had since week two. Um, big part in why I won. So I have to give Najee his props in that <laughs> regard. Um, the Steelers needed an effective run game, especially in this game, I feel like, because it allowed them to take time off the clock. Um, and not only was Najee solid, but Jalen Warren also had a great game. Uh, Jalen Warren went 11 of 88, uh, eight, yard per, or eight yards per carry, uh, Najee 16 for 69 and a touchdown. So I just think it was a really effective run game. I think it was really big on why they won the game, especially in the second half. They can just take these long drives, and it kills the, the Titans' defense, and then the offense is struggling as well. So it was exactly what they needed to do. Yeah, I totally agree. Kind of even going back to Kenny Pickett, I definitely think, well, Levis – played a better game than Kenny Pickett yeah. in this game. And it's hard for me to say when exactly or what's going to happen um, with the Steelers in the quarterback situation, but I really don't see them sticking with Kenny Pickett for more than a couple of years. It doesn't. This yeah. But, or I shouldn't say necessarily move on, but I definitely don't see him starting that quarterback. Yeah, for, it, it's kind of like the Packers situation where they've come off of such great quarterback play that they're not necessarily accustomed to not as great quarterback play. Mm -hmm. But I just don't feel like Kenny Pickett's shown anything in his two years. He has uh, 13 total touchdown passes in his career. And CJ Stroud, who has started half as many games, has 14, which just kind yeah. of shows you the talent of quarterback. Um, not that Kenny Pickett was compared to CJ Stroud coming out of college, but he was a <laughs> first round quarterback and he's just not played to the level that I think the Steelers want him to play. And I don't mm -hmm. think he's played to the level that the Steelers fans want him to play. Um, I know Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, gets a lot of hate, and it's well-deserved. I don't think they have a very good offense at all. <laughs> it's like, I don't care for him all that much. Yeah, I think the hate is well-deserved, but I do think that Kenny Pickett is just not – like, I just don't think he's your long-term option. And so yeah. it, it's not necessarily that the Steelers will, like like you say, move on, but it is it is the sort of thing where it's like, you know, 
you give him till the end of this season, maybe you start him next season, but I would not be surprised if in the off season, they bring in a, a veteran quarterback of some and just give it a battle and see what happens. Um, I think Kenny Pickett has not been what they want him to be, but I will give him the benefit of the doubt that I don't think the offense is necessarily helping him be any better just because I yeah. don't think the offense is very good at all. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, we got to talk about uh, George Pickens for a second. I know we mentioned him briefly. Um, uh, I don't want to talk about George Pickens. <laughs> it's actually crazy to me that, first of all, I will I will give him the benefit of the doubt as well. Um, I don't think they're involving George Pickens enough, and I think when they try to, it's not necessarily the best targets. George Pickens had a, a slant pretty early in the game, um, wide open. He's got two or three yards of separation. If he catches the ball, he's got another 20 yards, and uh, Kenny Pickett just sails over his head. And that's the kind of things where I say I just don't think Kenny Pickett's very good. But yeah. George Pickens did have a very beautiful throw, back shoulder catch in the back of the end zone, and he's got six feet between him and the outer line of the, of the end zone and managed to step out, which is just like, you are going to be paid to play this position at a high level. How on earth do you not get a touchdown right there? And it, and it does kind of come back to what you said where the Steelers like probably had an opportunity to be up a lot more than they were because they f settled for a field goal on that drive. And it's like, it's not going to get any easier to get a touchdown than that moment. <sighs> oh, it's so frustrating me because it's like, legitimately nobody was close in NFL terms, you know, it's mm -hmm. just like, yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. Kenny. Yeah. Knock Kenny for half a second. Do got to give Kenny a prop now. Great pass. Yeah. It's like at this point, buddy, that should be like such a second nature thing to you in the NFL. Uh, to just put your foot down. Right. <laughs> well, and I don't even Especially like, especially in the, in the end zone like and it doesn't even look like he tried it like it's like yeah he just it looks thought, like he's like the one jumped it yeah it, like it looks like he thought he was so wide open that he didn't even need to bother and it's just like such a bonehead play and then he gets all pouty and he gets on social media and he deletes all his Steeler stuff and follows everybody and it's just kind of like well dude like I do understand that like there are some things out of your control that's well within your range of things you can control it yeah. was a perfect ball you were you didn't have to try very hard you just had to get a second foot in like dude that's come on like that's bush league you need to make you that catch knucklehead yeah Ends the night with two catches for negative one yards. So tough to see. Again, not always his fault, but he had a chance to make an impact in this game and make it not as close as a game, and he mm -hmm. kind of failed to do it. Um, on the Titans side, I felt like there was also a lot of opportunity for them to make this not as close. Um, the Titans only scored one touchdown. Uh, it was a good drive. It was a long, consistent drive. They managed to score a touchdown, uh, but they scored quite a few field goals. Um, I think three or four field goals. Um, and it's just the kind of thing where if these are touchdowns, you know, this game isn't close at all because yeah. then the Steelers offense has to make plays and they were not making plays. And I do understand it's the NFL and, and the Steelers do have a tough defense, uh, but I do feel like in the, in the red zone and, and close to the end zone, Will Levis was making decisions I didn't love. Um, went for a yeah. lot of 50-50 jump balls to DeAndre Hopkins, who if you're going to give a, a jump ball to anybody, give it to D-Hop. Uh, but just not great throws, overthrows, inaccurate. And I think that's the rookie part of him that we're seeing. Um, yeah. And I think those will get cleaned up as his career progresses. And I think, honestly, with what we've seen, I'm very excited for where his career goes from here. And he was just named the starter today uh, for moving forward. So really excited for him. Um, but okay. definitely there was just a couple things that I was like, oh, like that's a rookie quarterback. The, the interception on the last drive yeah. and then a couple 
couple overthrows. But overall, I think I think the the Titans offense these last two games has looked the best it has in probably a year and a half. Um, Ryan Tannehill was not getting the job done, and this is for sure their best option moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I remember Ryan Tannehill looking really good in like I want to say it was twenty. Jeez, must have been twenty eighteen or so when the Titans made a made a good playoff run. I remember Tannehill coming out of nowhere and being like, "Oh wow, it was you do this yeah. the whole time." And then he just kind of dropped off again after that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the year he was traded from the Dolphins, and it kind of felt yeah. like a it kind of felt like a Matt Stafford moment. Not to the same degree, but like, oh, you were on a not very good Dolphins team and now you're balling like, oh, was it just the team yeah. after all? Um, but obviously not to the same degree as Matt Stafford, who won a Super Bowl. And so, yeah, it was this kind of thing that was like, oh, all he needed was a change of scenery. And yeah, and Mike Vrabel was there and the Titans looked really strong and Derrick Henry was on his his two 2000 yard seasons. Like it just felt really good uh-huh. for the Titans. Um, they even make the playoffs and pick off Tom Brady for a pick six to end his career in. Yeah, uh, I was about to say, really that's really. when they beat the Patriots. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it looked really good, and then Ryan Tannehill did exactly what he did in Miami, which is, he's just not very good. <laughs> he just turned very average. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. He's, a, he's like, I think people used to put Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins in the same area of, like, just kind of mediocre. I think Kirk Cousins is lots better than Ryan Tannehill, um, but I think Ryan Tannehill per- per- perfectly fits into that area of, like, well, he's just mediocre he's just kind of there you know i think kenny pickett mm-hmm. kind of fits into that range as well just kind of mediocre yeah no exactly i think that's a good way to put it where it's just like it's kirk might have started out that way but kirk actually ended up proving himself <laughs> a little bit uh who is the other vikings quarterback which one we've had so many i know the one be- right before kirk well there was case keenum just before kirk we had case sam Keen- bradford case keenum is who i'm thinking of it's just just like meh yeah, just like oh, well, you're okay. Like if if the yeah. if the circumstances around you are perfect, you could probably win, but mm. they have to be really good circumstances. So yeah, um, really excited for the Titans moving forward. Really excited to see what Will Levis can do. Um, very happy they named him the starter moving forward. Um, the Steelers, like I said, I don't know how to feel about the Steelers. I don't think they're as good as their record says. Um, they're yeah. in a tight race though. They, they won't win the division from Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is looking far too good for anybody to do that, except maybe the Bengals. Um, but yeah. they're in the playoff hunt, you know, and if they can continue to string it together, these kind of like, I would call it a clutch win because I just don't feel like they were going to win the game. Um, who knows? You know, they could, they could squeak into the playoffs for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, any of the teams I feel like in the AFC North have a, have a shot at it, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to go up against Baltimore right now. Who's just, rolling like crazy yeah yeah Yeah. they look definitely the best in the division for sure for sure well anyway we can jump on to mvp lvp um for my mvp this week i just gave it to Najee harris and jalen warren um i almost gave it to deontay johnson just because he had the touchdown at the very end a couple big plays um but i just felt like the run game has been so inconsistent and it was a big part in why they could control the game they did in the second half uh so Mm -hmm. i ended up going with Najee and jalen warren who both had really solid games yeah, I did go up with Deontay Johnson only because coming back after a few or missing a few games, I just feel like, yeah, he's exactly what they needed him to be, especially yeah. last last game and and this one as well. And it's just nice to see somebody not, I guess, have that jet lag that you expect somebody to have like that and actually come to make a difference to an yeah. offense that needs him greatly. Even though the run game, I will I will say that they finally looks good like what you were saying because they were they were 
struggled struggled busting yeah. it for a while but no the yeah. run game did look good but i did end up giving it to johnson yeah and i and I, like i said it was a great game from him I, I really did almost give it to him uh he finally broke his streak of no touchdown receptions i think mm-hmm. stretching from 2020 i think so yeah. um good for him great game from him good game from the steelers altogether well i it was a good game uh like i said clutch when they needed to be in it and they got the win so um but for least valuable player uh i debated um I almost gave it to Will Levis just because he did have those kind of mistakes that I felt like we didn't want to see. And that's why they kind of failed to capitalize on points, just overthrows and misses. Um, And the interception at the end of the game is really killer on a drive that really they could have like, they could have won the game right there. Um, But that being said, I decided to give it to George Pickens. Um, The Steelers Mm -hmm. offense in the second half was finally doing enough to get points, which they were almost completely unable to do in the first half, despite their first drive. Um, Mm -hmm. And he had a chance to to let it to let them go up, not only, but then on the next time they score a touchdown, they're going up two possessions. And so it's just a bonehead move to not be able to, to catch that ball in bounds and score a touchdown there. Um, and I feel like that's pretty detrimental, and it could have cost them the game. So he's my LVP for the week. Mm, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. He definitely made the case for me too. Um, it's hard. I, it was hard for me to pick one specific player in this game. I probably should have given it to George Pickens too. <laughs> Uh, I just want circumstance in general. It's just, it's hard for me to super blame Will Levis. He's just, he's new. He's yeah. new in the game. You know, he figures it out. And hopefully this will be a good experience for him going forward. But as far as the experience wise, um, yeah. Or I should say the the bad luck of the team in general with the O-linemen going down all yeah. at one point. Just It just sucks because it's like, yeah. They, they very well had a chance to stay in the game. I just went bad circumstance in, in this for the LVP. Kind of stupid and no, cheesy, but I'm going for it. And no, I'm sticking yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there was just a lot of bad injuries and in times that they didn't want bad injuries to happen. Obviously, nobody wants bad injuries anywhere. And just kind of poor, yeah, poor opportunity, poor circumstance. I totally agree. Um, I just felt like uh, George Pickens deserved to be bagged on for the, his inability to make that catch. So I had to, I had to go with George. Nope. I feel good about it. Awesome. Well, great. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, overall, I thought it was a fun game. Uh, it was really close and I, I would have loved to see Will Levis make a comeback drive uh, right there mm-hmm. at the end, but um, rookie mistakes and rookie quarterbacks will make rookie mistakes. And so I think it'll mm-hmm. be good for him to learn and uh, really excited to see what he has moving forward. But uh, let's jump over to Sunday night football. Uh, we got the Bills going into Cincinnati and taking on the Bengals. Uh, the Bills ended up losing this game 18-24, to which I do think is funny because they beat the Buccaneers 18-24 to last week. And now it's the same score, yeah. but reversed. Anyway, Bills ended up losing 18-24. Uh, Bills dropped to 5-4. and Bengals rise to 5-3. and um, The very first thing I want to say before anything is, at the time that the Bills lost this game before the Jets had played, the Jets were sitting in second in the division. And that is absolutely insane that the Bills what? are so bad that they're letting the Jets be second in the division for even one night. That's crazy. For one second. Um, Just so mediocre. Yeah. The Bills are not very good. Um, and I think as we continue to watch them, and especially because now this is two weeks in a row with them on primetime, I'm just like waiting for them to be dominant and waiting for them to be good and i just don't think they're very good i will say that the Bengals in the first half kind of had their way um 
well, not their way, but they scored really consistently and they they moved the ball really well. In the second half, mm-hmm. I felt like the Bills defense did enough to make stops to keep the 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 Bills in this game. Um, it really was competitive, I will say. Um, the final score has it really close, and it kind of felt competitive in the first quarter. It felt really competitive, and then it there was this big gap where it didn't, and then at the very end, it kind of felt competitive. But in all actuality, the game didn't look or feel particularly close when you were watching it. Um, it felt sure. like the Bengals were in control the entire time. They marched down the field the first drive and immediately put up a touchdown, and the Bills responded, and that's where I felt like we were going to have a really good back-and-forth game. Um, the the Bengals respond to that and immediately go down the field again and score a touchdown, and then the Bills don't score points again until their first drive in the second half. So it just like, yeah, the score looks close, and yeah, at the very end it was competitive, and I think the Bills' defense was competitive and kept them in it, but when you watch the game, it didn't feel close. It never felt like the Bengals were in danger of losing this game. It just kind of felt like had the Bills scored, the the Bengals would have responded and just gone and scored again anyways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not a lot of positives for me from the bills in this game. Uh, I wanted to shout out their defense, which I think did enough. And then Dolphin Kincaid, um, two great weeks in a row. He's, he's looking like he will be a very consistent, great target. I'm really glad he's getting involved. Uh, we mentioned a, a few weeks ago when we talked bills that we wanted to see him more involved. Um, and it's just great to see, I think Dalton Kincaid is very good, but I think that the bills are not very good. Yeah. Dalton Kincaid had 11 targets on him this game and 10, and he got 10 out of those 11 catches. Yeah. So he looked super solid, <laughs> really super solid. That's funny. Um, but no, he, he looked really good. And yeah. I, I do, I am excited to see kind of where, where they take that in the offense. Hopefully they'll be able to, to get down the field a little bit easier and, and yeah, more rely on that tight end help, mm-hmm. but kind of, some things for me is like, it's, it's so nice to finally see the Bengals get into it again. Like, yeah, the past couple of years, they've struggled to get going. I don't know what it is about Cincinnati, but it takes them five games to, to get out of the trash can (laughs) out of a rut. And then, yeah, then, then they kind of take off and show us exactly who we thought they would be for the past couple of years. But no, offense looked really good. Like, as you said, in that first quarter, I was really on the edge of my seat seeing what was going to happen because that's, that's what we all want to see. I think as fans, is just like a really good game. It's like a really gritty, gritty kind of game. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Joe Burrow's awesome. He is. And, and I have been of the opinion that Josh Allen, it was like very clear. Patrick Mahomes is number one. And then you could have arguments for a lot of things like Joe Burrow two, Josh Allen three or Josh Allen two. And I always had Josh Allen two because he's been in the league longer. His improvement's been very great to see. The Bills have always been really dominant and they've always done well in the playoffs. And Joe mm-hmm. Burrow is so slow to start the season. Every year he's been in the league. He's been slow to start the season. He picks it up about halfway through. Uh, he balls out of his mind. He's so good. He's so, so good. And then he gets to the playoffs. And I will be completely honest. I don't think he's had any fantastic playoff game to be completely transparent. Um, I don't think he's been awesome in the playoffs. I think he's done enough to win. Um, and I think his defense has been really great about keeping him in games, but I don't think he's been great in any playoff game. So I've always had Josh Allen hold that edge, but it's games like this and this season in particular where I'm like, dude, Josh Allen is five straight games with an interception and nobody talks about it. Like everybody is just kind of like, yeah, "Yeah, that's Josh Allen. When Dak Prescott throws an interception in a game, 
everybody rails on him for weeks. Like it, it's talked yeah. about for forever, but Josh Allen's held to the standard where it's just like, Oh, that's just what Josh Allen does. Well, he shouldn't, you know, like Josh Allen should not be having turnovers as consistently as he does. And he just doesn't, he hasn't been playing well this year. Um, his numbers. Okay. I will lie. I lied. He has been playing well. Um, I just don't think he's been at that level of like what I kind of expect from like, people. He's not elite to me right now, per se. He's above average. Like, yeah, I'd say he's good right now. I, I like, and I would say, I would say, I would also say, I don't think Patrick Mahomes has been elite this year. You know, like yeah. I think there's only a few quarterbacks who've been elite this year. Honestly, the, the way Joe Burrow's been playing the last four weeks, he's moved into that area. Jalen Hurts is there. Lamar Jackson is there. But like, yeah, I think both Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes this year have just been kind of like, I think they're both playing good. Um, and Josh Allen's been saving my fantasy team and I'm grateful for that. But in terms of like, like clearly he's not doing enough because the bills are struggling and I don't think it's the defense to blame necessarily. I think the offense is just struggling. Yeah, no, I would definitely put it up more on the offense in this one. Defense is actually pretty solid this year. It's just, they're just not as electric as yeah, what we all thought they were going to be, I right. think. And it's been harder for them to get into the red zone and, and just capitalize in general while they're in the red zone instead of, you know, kicking field goals and whatnot. That, yeah, I just think they're just missing just a key. Maybe it's just the way they structured their offense this yeah. year. Or... Yeah, maybe it's play calling because I also, in years past, remember the, the Bills being a very deep threat heavy team and Josh Allen's got such a cannon and is is fairly accurate on his deep ball, but every time I watch him throw a deep ball this year, it's either into double coverage or it's an overthrow or it's an interception. And so it's just kind of like, yeah, like I don't know if it's the play calling or what, but the Bills offense in general has just looked bad to the point where in a, in a very stacked AFC, the Bills are in danger of not making the playoffs. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's a long season. We're only halfway through. We got a long ways to go. But at this point in the season, like, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could bet on them to make a playoff game because they just haven't looked consistent and say Aaron Rodgers, by some miracle happens to be back. Let's say within four weeks, if the jets can manage to hang on in a couple of these games for a few more weeks, and we'll talk more about the jets in a few minutes because the jets defense is really good. If they can manage to hold on in some of these games, like the bills are in danger of, of not even getting second in the division. And that's just kind of crazy to see especially with how the bills have been the last few years. So they uh -huh. either need to make changes on offense in terms of play calling or Josh Allen needs to stop being a bonehead and stop making really dumb throws. And just like, like, I think it was kind of like Patrick, like when Patrick Mahomes came into the league and obviously he had his, his first year um, wins, MVP, throws for 50 touchdowns. And then his next year, the start of the season, I, he wasn't great and he had a lot of mistakes and it, I feel like it was because he was always trying to make that kind of superhero throw where he makes the long pass or he does the the scrambling and yada, yada, and he doesn't really take the safe, easy throw. And then I think he mm -hmm. managed to evolve his game to just kind of take what the defense gets, gives you. And I think Josh Allen does it to an extent, but I think Josh Allen's still in the back of a mind if it, in the back of his mind has an idea that he wants to make the superhero play. So he tries to make it and he just kind of fails to do it a lot. So yeah, big offensive struggles there and big concerns and also just more weird things. Like why aren't the bills running more? Um, Josh Allen was yeah. their leading carrier for the day. Eight carries for 44 yards. James cook only had six touches is like, I don't really understand the lack of running in this game because even in the first quarter, yeah, passing's working. That's great. As soon as you get stopped and passing isn't working anymore, I don't understand why your first decision isn't like, hey, let's try out the run. Um, with six yeah. carries, you got 20 yards, which is only 3.3 yards per carry. But it's like, that's pretty good for the NFL. That's not that's not anything bad. So 
it's just odd. I don't really understand the Bills offense. I don't really know what they're missing because I feel like they have the weapons. Uh, they've got the quarterback. They've got a solid running back, but they just can't put it all together. No, I agree. And what were we talking about last week with Gabe Davis? Yeah, <laughs> this disappearing. Is how we were saying, oh boy, he's, he's a killer. He, he could really be the key to this offense. And then he goes on next week and does nothing. Yeah. Well, this was that nothing week where he got zero catches. Yeah. And only two targets. So I'm just like, consistency, consistency bills. Yeah. Which I think the bills will make the playoffs. I mean, they're not in a very good division right now. I don't think. And, and yeah, highly unlikely that, that Aaron Rodgers, I feel like will, if I should say, if he does come back, is it going to be too late anyway right. to, make anything happen because honestly the bills haven't even had that crazy of a schedule. So. Yeah. And, and I guess you look at the dolphins too, who continue to fail to beat a good team and you're like, honestly, all things considered the, the division isn't sealed up right now. Uh, the bills are only what two games back, I think. Um, so yeah. definitely within striking range of getting the division and the dolphins can't beat good teams and the bills have lost to good teams, but they've also shown they can beat good teams. So yeah, it is definitely the door is open. It is just kind of crazy for me to see that in the current moment, there is a risk that the bills don't make the playoffs because they've just been so dominant recently. So it's just yeah. really weird to see. I shouldn't say the bills are in a bad division. They're not in a bad division per se. It's just not a division. That's like crazy impressive yeah. outside of the dolphins. I mean, comparatively, you know, I think it, I think it, the division just doesn't like scare you, you know, like that, that's a good way to put it. It's yeah. just like I'm not intimidated by, yeah. by that. Division. All the teams in that division look beatable and they've all yeah. they've all shown they're very beatable. And so it's definitely like, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's not the best division you've ever seen. Um, it's not the worst division either. Um, yeah. But speaking of good divisions, we already talked on AFC North, but we'll switch to the Bengals. Um, the Bengals are uh, look really, really good right now. Um, they're just on a really good stretch of games and it's just like Joe Burrow to me is now clear quarterback two. and imagine what would happen if he could manage to put together a full season of consistency. He would win MVP easy. Are you kidding? But the way he plays yeah. in this mid season stretch of games, it would be insane if he didn't win MVP, but like last year he starts off week one with four interceptions and this week they start off really poor and Joe Burrow starts off really poor, really inaccurate. Um, and it's just kind of, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the start of the season. If they, you know, I will give Joe Burrow the benefit of the doubt. He had his calf strain. Um, so maybe that was affecting him. But definitely if if this Bengals team could start as strong as they get to in midseason, that they would be the number one team in the AFC every year. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's just like, I just don't, I don't know what it is. It's, it's just, I know he's one of the best. But yeah, it's just like, sh show us right. for that from the start. It's just like, I feel like he would be a lot more in these MVP races if he didn't have these like slow starts, even if he had really awesome games and lost, like, yeah, no question. Right. I feel like he would get it, you know, three out of four years, the MVP, yeah. but it's just, he just didn't have like a super, 
awesome couple of games at first, but I mean, I'm glad that he is picking it up now because yeah. I know that Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. Like, oh, yeah. I know that he is. Yeah, like, he's a uh, he's. It's pretty crazy to see him come into the league and be as good as he is so quick, because we uh-huh. often give these benefit of the doubt to these rookie quarterbacks and say, well, it takes one to two years. And and Josh uh-huh. Allen's a really prime example of give it time because he was so bad to start his career, and so it kind of yeah. sucks to see other rookie quarterbacks and other young quarterbacks who don't necessarily get the time to improve and it's kind of like you get two years and if you're not what we want you to be we're done um mm-hmm. and so but for joe burrow to come and obviously tore his acl his first year uh but the next year to just come in and just like he just dominates like he's just really really good and i just hope at some point yeah. he can put together a full season because he would win mvp if he could put together a full season and even now he might work his way into the mvp race but it's just the kind of thing where like i would love to see the Bengals not start the season one and three so that at this point in the season, they don't have to be five and three, you know, like it's yeah. great that they've turned it around, but like, imagine if you start the season winning, you know, you could be six and two, you could be seven and three, you know, like or seven and one or whatever. Like you could be in a way better position yeah. than you are right now. Yeah. Be way easier. I will say about the Bengals is I love that receiving core. It's just, yeah. they're at this point in the season, they're just all so in sync with Joe Burrow. And it's just like, yeah. you can tell that, Literally, he could throw to any single one of them, and I would trust them all to yeah. to have a solid game. You know, and it's just like, and it actually makes him so much more of a threat because coming into the season, you know, all this talk on Jamar Chase and you know how elite he is as a receiver, and he is. Yeah. But just like that connection with Tyler Boyd and um, space and T Higgins, it's just like, man, they got a good thing going. And like, that must feel awesome as Joe Burrow. Oh man. <laughs> no, and yeah. like to go from, to go from LSU with Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase to the Bengals yeah. with T Higgins and then Jamar chase as well. And Tyler Boyd, it's just a great transition from college to the NFL. And T Higgins is a wide receiver one on half the teams in the NFL. If not all of them, oh, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. so the fact that they have the receiving room that they have is just absurd. And it's been so great in previous years to be able to count on not only the great receiving room and great running and great quarterback, but the great running back mm-hmm. as well. Cause Joe Mixon was been really great the last few years. Um, he's taken a step back this year. He really hasn't been as consistent uh, 14 for 37 this week in a touchdown. His season stats are not great. Um, he's at two it's loading. Uh, 126 carries, 490 yards, and three touchdowns. So not seeing the end zone as much, not seeing a ton of yardage. Um, it's definitely been weird to see. I'm not quite sure where the the issues have come in, um, but he hasn't. Let me let, let me double check. Yeah, hasn't passed 100 yards rushing on the on the season yet this year. So definitely would love to see Joe Mixon be a little bit more consistent and a little bit better. But definitely taking a step back this year. And honestly, honestly, I don't know why they got offensive line pieces in the off season. Um, the team's been together for a few years now. It, it seems like he might be getting old. You know, I don't, I don't really know, but definitely taking a step back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Uh, yeah. Just all, all together, the, the Bengals have chosen and they do this every year, but chosen a very good time to put it together and be very consistent. Um, they've got a, a tougher stretch of games coming up with the, the Ravens, Steelers and Jaguars all, all on the schedule coming up. Um, could be interesting to see what happens. Um, with the way they're playing, I'd be surprised if they lost more than one of those games. Um, but we'll, we'll wait and see. And the Bills um, need to to choose now to kick it into gear. Um, it's go time for sure. They need to start winning games. They need to be more consistent. And they need to get back to the dominance that we've kind of come to expect from the Bills. Yeah. 
All right, great. Let's move on to MVP, LVP. Um, Dallin, start us off with your MVP. My MVP, I mean, Joe Burrow. <laughs> how, how could you not this game? But, yeah, he he played lights out. And then yeah. if you look at every single receiver's, like, stats, it's just, like, they kill on the deep ball. It's just, like, those those throws, you know, 15 yards plus, he's killer at them. Yeah. And, you know, he's so accurate. He always finds a way to move the ball downfield. And, um, yeah. I will, I will say, though, along with kind of like the sub-MVP, is the offensive line actually looked pretty dang good this yeah. game. They held him one sack, or allowed one sack, I should say. And normally when I think of the Bengals, I don't think of, like, the best offensive line. Yeah. Um, but they, they came through for him this this game, and, and he was able to, yeah, sling it. He was. Yeah, I gave it to Joe Burrow as well. Um, 31 of 44 for 348. It's just a really, really, really good game. Um, he had four receivers. No, five, sorry, on uh, five receivers who averaged 10 yards a catch or more. Uh, so, yeah, really great at the deep ball. Um, he was able to finally, like, I think we're finally seeing him at 100% because his calf's not bothering him. He's able to run. Um, he's quick. He's decisive. He's the Joe Burrow that we've come to know and love. Um, had a great game, so definitely had to go with Joey B this week. Um, for yeah. LVP, I gave it to I, – I, it's like a half and a half. Um, I gave it to Josh Allen. Again, uh, there's there's too many missed throws in my opinion. Um, he has Gabe Davis for a touchdown at one point, but it's an overthrow. Um, and then he has Gabe Davis, again, a, a wide open – on the on the on the sideline pretty early in the first or second quarter um and it's just a bad late throw and it's an interception um and then the other turnover i'm, I'm referring to is dalton kid kate's fumble um early in the second or late in the second half um they're moving down the field they're they're driving really well they're probably going to put up a touchdown or at least a field goal which is really necessary um and he fumbles the ball um obviously a super big big deal um the turnovers suck especially when they came and the Bengals were able to capitalize on both turnovers and get points on them but then again i just think josh allen again is just not being the quarterback we want him to be because they have a chance to win the game if you play more consistently and he just hasn't been very consistent yeah no i it's funny that we're pretty we're pretty consistent with these i kind of had the, the dual threat LVP and, and turnovers and Josh Allen as well. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's really what it comes down to, losing games is, yeah. you know, not making the right decisions at the right time. And and Josh really hasn't been all that consistent when it really matters a lot yeah. of the time. And obviously they have a winning record still, and but it's just like compared to what you were supposed to be coming in, like it's kind of frustrating. And the lack of a run game is really frustrating as well, which – I've always been kind of worried about that with the Bills the past couple of years. It's just like you guys need to get that run game going instead of using Josh Allen for every run play. As right. Well. Yeah, and it's just weird. I just don't get the lack of running in that game. Um, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I understand it wasn't working fantastically, but you didn't really give it a fair shot to get it working great. Yeah. And so I just don't really understand the lack of running there. And yeah, like Josh Allen can only do so much. You know, like yeah, I'll give him the LVP. I'll say he wasn't great at least he did something, you know, like at least he tried yeah. his best. You didn't even give the run game a chance. So definitely weird play calling, weird decisions. Um, the bills got to figure it out soon, or they're going to be in danger of, of missing out on the playoffs this year. Yeah. Nope. I agree. Let's uh, go on to Monday night football. Yeah. Um, the, 
if not the most boring, then one of the most boring Monday night football games we've gotten this season. The Chargers come into MetLife Stadium to take on the Jets. The Chargers ended up winning this game 27 to 6, dropped to or raised to 4 and 4, Jets dropped to 4 and 4. Dallin, take it away. What are your thoughts? <sighs> the Jets suck. <laughs> yeah. It's like all you, all you hear about and I'm not going to knock person well, I will, but I'm not going to totally lash out on the defense of the Jets because I feel like they do have the pieces to make something happen. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like – and I will say, the the first touchdown, which was, what was it, 87-yard punt punt return, obviously that's not huge on the Jets' defense because it's not like the whole Jets' defense, whatnot. So that was already a blown blown touchdown. But – it was just hard to get the Chargers stopped. And don't get me wrong, the Chargers came off of a pretty good couple-game stretch now, or two in a row, I should say, against bad teams. Yeah. So I guess their their confidence is pretty high. But the Jets just really are struggling on offense, too. It's yeah. just turnover after turnover. And, and it's just hard for the offensive line to – to do anything for Zach Wilson, who's already below average in the NFL. It's just like, you're not doing him any favors and it sucks in Zach Wilson's, you know, shoes to, you know, be back up to Aaron Rodgers Cause he was supposed to learn from Aaron yeah. and stuff and, and get after it. But it just kind of sucks the situation he was put in and not being prepared all the way yeah. to, to play. I don't know. Just kind of sucks. The jets, I don't enjoy watching the Jets. I no, really don't. They're not very fun to watch. I will say, I think the Jets' defense is really good. Um, I think even this game, despite the score, I think the Jets' defense did a very good job. They obviously allow the first the first touchdown drive. Um, Chargers again uh, march down the – or sorry, <clears throat> it wasn't the first touchdown drive. It was a touchdown later in the game after a fumble by Zach Wilson. Or no, no, it was by Garrett Wilson. Um, so I will say that I think – Given the circumstances, the Jets' defense did very well. The two touchdowns they allowed that, allowed that weren't the punt return touchdown were both off of fumbles from either Zach Wilson or Garrett Wilson um, and gave them short field position. So they managed to hold the Chargers really, really well. The punt return touchdown's not on them. Um, and then other than that, just field goals. And so I think it just sucks for this Jets' defense because the offense can't do anything. And I don't. there's a lot of blame to go around. The only the only good spot right now on the Jets offense is Brees Hall, who is still good. We know he's good. He's still good. But the Jets offensive line is terrible. Um, if Aaron Rodgers manages to come back this game, he will get injured again because he's 40 years old and a, behind a terrible offensive line. Um, the Jets offensive line is terrible, but also Zach Wilson's not good. And we obviously had, you know, there was the, the Chiefs game where he kind of outplayed Patrick Mahomes and they ended up losing and um, there's, there's these, there's these games where it's like, well, he doesn't look awful. And even his stat line in this game doesn't look awful. You know, he goes 33 of 49 for 263, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So it doesn't look awful, but then you, you, you're like, oh, well he had two strip sacks. He had two fumbles, um, which 
points ended up being scored on both of those. And then he's just like not making good throws, not making good reads and can barely move the ball. Like they only put up six points and the chargers have a terrible pass defense and they don't have a great run defense. And so the fact that you can only put up six points on what is not a very good chargers defense is really concerning for the jets offense. Yeah. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I don't even think I want to come back this year. I'd be like, I'm not coming back till you guys get some more offensive line help for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to come back in just to break my other yeah. leg. Or my they, other they kept so. showing Aaron Rodgers on the sideline after like a three and out or, or Zach Wilson fumble. And he looked mad. Like he looked really frustrated. And I don't know if it's like he wants to. I'm sure it's because he wants to be in the game. And he's like, I wouldn't have done that. But it's also probably like, oh, man, dude, this Jets offensive line stinks. The Jets yeah. allowed eight sacks this game. Like, eight like sacks. Zach Wilson, like I said, is not is not very good and didn't play very good, but like his two fumbles aren't really on him because he's under pressure the entire game. I, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna go by without saying Zach Wilson didn't have a great game. I will say this all was not on Zach Wilson. (laughs) Like I feel like with a good line, especially in the league, like I feel like Zach does have some potential. Like, yeah, that's where the practice and the experience come into play a little bit, but it's just like nobody's doing that kid any favors. No, no one is. And and nothing on that team is, especially on the offense, is going the right way. Again, I do think the defense, given the circumstances and given how long they had to be on the field, did did very well and only allowed touchdowns on short drives for the most part. But that yeah. offense, like, yeah, there's no favors being done. They were three of 17 on third downs this week. Like yeah. that, and last week with against the Giants, it was just as bad. I think they were like one of twelve on third downs last mm-hmm. week. I think coming into this game, they're averaging like twenty three percent or conversion rate on third down, which would be the lowest, I think, since like nineteen fifty, if it if the yeah. season ended. So it's like sucks for that defense, and I and I and I do feel bad for Zach Wilson because I just think he's in a terrible situation, and I would have hoped that with his time with Aaron Rodgers in the offseason, he would have picked up a little bit and shown us a little bit more. But even with that time with Aaron Rodgers, I just feel like he doesn't look good and it's not all on him, but I think a fair amount of it is on him as well. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you know, polish a turd and expect it to be gold or anything, (laughs) but it's like, it can be a better looking turd if you polish it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I, I feel bad for the kid in, a satirical kind of way knowing like I know Zach Wilson's not going to do anything crazy special in the league. Mm-hmm. Like I know that for sure, but you know, it sucks. He's, he's such a young, he, he looks is. like a 12 year old, you does. know, it's like his helmet, Zach, his helmet like, squeezes his cheeks too. like this, <laughs> So he looks even yeah. more like a little baby when he's, when he's uh, wearing his helmet. Yeah. I do feel bad for him. And it's like, I kind of mentioned with, earlier with quarterbacks nowadays where they don't really get the opportunity and Zach Wilson is kind of the same, you know, like he comes in, he gets drafted. Um, he gets his, his one year to start really maybe one and a half. And then the, the jets trade for Aaron Rodgers. you know, like doesn't yeah. on a jets team. That's really not good. I don't think he necessarily got the shot he should have got. Um, I, yeah. I do think that like his draft stock went up and it shouldn't have. And he was drafted earlier than he should have. And a lot of things, yeah. cause BYU the year he, the year before he got drafted was not playing tough competition and yeah, he looked good. And yeah, he has some, like, even now he's got some really good throws, but it's just kind of like, I don't think he was as good as everybody thought or a lot of people thought, but it still sucks that he's just not 
he's on a team that nobody's going to do well on and not necessarily yeah. given the chance to actually do a, do well elsewhere or even on the jets. Yeah. No, it's sex taking, taking sacks and bagging moms. And that's, <laughs> that's, and what, that's, that's what he mom. does. Yep. That's what he, it's <laughs> my mantra. Yeah. Um, let's talk chargers for a second. Um, two weeks in a row, they've managed to take care of business. I mentioned last week when I was picking the chargers for this game, um, that all they have to do is take care of business. They're the better team. They have the better offense. They've got not the better defense, but they've got good defensive pieces against a bad offense. Um, and they've done it two weeks in a row. They've taken care of business. It's making me feel a little bit safer picking the chargers moving forward. Still a little bit weary, of course, cause it's still the chargers. Um, but in a, in a, in an AFC, you know, they won't win the division from the chiefs, but look at the bills, you know, you look at the jets, all of these teams are still in the playoff run race at four and four. So um, definitely still have an opportunity. They just have to keep, keep stringing these uh, wins together. Um, I will say that the offense was really bad. I had a league with Justin Herbert and I was down uh, four points. I just needed four points from him and it took him until midway through the third quarter to get me the four points that I needed. Um, and obviously it's fantasy football, but the, 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 the chargers offense couldn't move the ball at all. Um, couldn't run the ball, couldn't pass the ball, couldn't do anything. And I think that's attributed to the jets defense, which again, I do think is very good. Um, but gotta be, gotta be more consistent on that offense, especially with, you know, you go out and you get Quentin Johnson in the first round. You've still got Keenan Allen. Obviously you lost Mike Williams, but now you've got Austin Eckler back. You've got Gerald Everett. You've got the weapons. You have to be able to do something with it. And they were not Mm -hmm. able to. Um, we do got to shout out Keenan Allen who passed 10,000 receiving yards, uh, last night. So super exciting. Um, the catch he did it on was also probably catch of the year at this point was a, that was incredible. Yeah. Really nice spinning one-handed grab. So, um, great job to Keenan Allen was still managed to have a a solid game, even despite the, the problems on offense. But I think overall for the chargers, it's encouraging to see that they can take care of business. And even with the offense struggling, like it's like it was the defense managed to capitalize, um, and just, and get, and get points or get turnovers or get whatever they needed to, to make sure they got points. Yeah. I'm not used to saying that at all, but like the chargers <laughs> defense looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, normally they are one of the worst in the league. I like to think of the chargers not being a very good defensive front at all, but I mean, Joey Bosa was an animal in that game. Like he yeah. stripped the sack and then jumped on top of it. And I was like, wow, it's like that defensive line looked like it was like Super Bowl ready against the jets. Yeah, no, seriously. And it wasn't even just Joey Bosa who had 2.5. Khalil Mack had two. Uh, Tuli Tuipolota, yeah, cool. who was a rookie this year, had two. He's he's having a couple good games. Um, Dean Marlowe, who I've never heard of, had one. And Morgan Fox had a half sack. So overall, it was just like everybody was getting in on the action of these sacks. And they were yeah. just feasting on such a weak offensive line because the Jets have such a weak offensive line. But yeah, it's not besides Khalil Mack's six-game sack or six-sack game against the Raiders – they haven't really done anything. So it's good to see that they were able to take advantage again and take care of business. Kind of like we've said a million times, they just, you got to take care of business and they've been doing that. Yeah. Joey, Joey, Joey Bosa's mantra, <laughs> giving sacks and bagging Zach Wilson. Yep. And, and that's what he lives by. <laughs> that's his motto. Uh, who's your, who's your MVP this week? Yeah. I gave it to the whole D line, the chargers D line. Um, there wasn't like, like I said, the offense was terrible. There was nobody to shout out on the offense besides uh-huh. Keenan Allen. 
Um, but we'll give him a shout out in a different way. So really it comes down to the defensive line that just wreaked havoc the entire game, um, forces two fumbles, kind of forces three fumbles if you think about it. So overall, just really good performance from the defensive line. Eight sacks in a game is awesome. Um, had to give them their props there. Yeah, I I also gave it to the, the D-line, even though I wanted to give it to Keenan Allen just for hitting that 10,000 mark. But yeah, D-line was just too good. Eight sacks, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Great game from the defense. Um, which, yeah, like you said, is a weird thing to be saying about the Chargers because that uh, is a sentence I've never uttered, but I'm really good there. Um, For LVP, it's the exact opposite. It's the Jets O-line. I also kind of gave it to Zach Wilson. Um, The two fumbles aren't necessarily his fault, but I do think, again, he's just not great passing the ball, Um, and I think he just failed to make plays in this game. But overall, 99% of it goes to the Jets O-line, which just could not protect anybody back there normally i would give it to zach wilson but i did give it to the o-line it was just like yeah the turnovers were in zach's fault i mean he still completed a fairly decent like amount of passes and whatnot yeah although he looked kind of like zach wilson out there <laughs> at some points it's just like yeah nobody did him any favors which yeah. if you want to win games you got to do your quarterback some favors for yeah. sure for sure he did zach did as well as i think anybody except your elite like, what, what are you expecting out of it? Yeah. yeah. It, it, besides elite quarterbacks, he did as well as anybody would expect behind an offensive line like that. So, but yeah. not, not a, not a great game. It was a really boring game to be honest. Um, but great job to the chargers for improving to four and four. We'll see what they can do. Obviously uh, AFC playoff race is still open. So hopefully they can make some noise. Jets have a chance as well. Uh, I'm not very confident about the jets because they have to hold it together until Aaron Rodgers gets back. If he comes back, and I don't yeah. know how likely that is. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. Let's do our week 10 game picks and then we'll call it quits. Um, this is the I worst. I do not want to. Yeah. This I don't, is... We might have to skip next week because I don't even want to watch these games. Yeah. I'm not sure we'll have a lot to talk about in any of the games either, to be honest. Um, yeah, this is, this is, shaping, yeah, this is shaping up to be the worst week of primetime games we've had so far. Um, terrible matchups. I have no idea who picked these matchups and put them on primetime. Um, but let's not waste a moment longer and let's jump into it. Uh, Thursday night, we've got Panthers at bears. Um, I don't know if, um, Justin Fields will be back. He's been limited in practice these last two days, so he could be, but with it being a short week and him limited, I'm not sure he'll be ready for a Thursday night game. Um, Uh with that being said, the Bears are favorited because they're in Chicago. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna take the risky option here, and I'm gonna say the number one overall pick gets his second win of the season this week against the Bears. Um, it's not gonna be a great game from anybody. I think the final score is gonna be 2017 Panthers. Okay, you're going, you're going Panthers. I'm risky. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is like, is it really that risky? It because doesn't feel risky to Bryce me. Young, I feel like, is... I was going to say not playing that bad. He's not playing great. He, had, he did have <laughs> two pick sixes last week, so... Yeah, that's why I held myself. <laughs> <laughs> but... I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Bears to win this one, All even right. though I hate saying that, because a part of me is like... The Panthers definitely have the opportunity to win this game. Yeah. Ugh, why'd you do this to me, Slade? All right, 24-14, Bears All right. in Chicago. Yeah, I don't think, like, if the Bears win, I wouldn't be surprised. And if the Panthers win, I wouldn't be surprised. I think the door is open for either team. Um, I don't want to win 
this game. Yeah, no, it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be a good game. Uh, if Tyson Bagent plays, whose name I still haven't figured out to say correctly, but if Tyson Bagent <laughs> plays, um, I don't think I don't think it'll be a good game. And if Justin Fields does happen to play. Um, I think the Bears will win, but I'll stick by my Panthers pick. Yeah, well, actually, I said that uh, I didn't want to watch this game at all. This next game, I definitely probably want to watch even less. Yeah, we've got the uh, Jets coming into Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Um, not going to be a good game. Dallin, what do you think is going to happen? I think I'm going to give the Jets this one. It's just the Raiders take me off so much. and. <laughs> The Raiders' offense kind of sucks, and I think that the Jets' defense is is definitely good enough to handle the Raiders' offense. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one at a pretty low scoring game. I'm gonna go 14-10 Jets. Okay, um, I'm not um, like joining the hype train for the Raiders, but last week was a very encouraging performance to put up 31 points, which is the most they put up the week after they fired their head coach. Aiden O'Connell played well. Josh Jacobs played well. It's a tough Jets defense. But I'm going to take the Raiders at home. I'm also going to say it's low scoring. I'm also going to say it's 14-10, but it's going to be Raiders instead of Jets. Okay. So one of us is going to be very wrong this week so far. is what we Probably going to be me if anything gives. No, this is your so. chance to catch up on me. At this um, point, at this point, like, F it. <laughs> I'm going the Broncos on the Monday night game, too. Yeah, uh, Monday night football, Broncos at Bills. Um I mean, the Bills haven't been dominant. The Broncos' defense has looked a lot better lately. Um, I think the fact that they beat the Chiefs is not so much because they're turning a corner, but more so because it's a division game and those tend to be toss-ups. I'm going to pick the Bills in this game. I'm going to say it's going to be 21-17 because I don't trust the Bills' offense to blow anybody out right now. Why do I want to say the Broncos, Slade? Why do I want to pick bad teams to win? Honestly, the, the defense has looked a lot better. If the offense, if the defense can continue to do what's doing and the offense can be consistent, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a bad bet. I won't lie. The Bills are going to win this game. I'm going Broncos, baby. Let's ride. All right. Okay. So we split it this week. Oh, what's your score prediction? Uh, you know what? F it. Russell Wilson's going four touchdowns, <laughs> twenty-eight to twenty-one. Okay. So uh, yeah, we we split our picks this week. We were we were completely opposite. So um, <laughs> we're either both. <laughs> <laughs> either one of us is going three and oh and oh and three or we're both getting one right and that's about it so um we'll see we'll see what happens i this is a like i said probably the worst week of primetime matchups that we're gonna get this season and definitely the worst we've had up to this point so, so boring like i'm not even i'm honestly not even excited about these games whatsoever yeah me neither i usually rewatch film before we record and i will not be doing that for these games because it will not be worth rewatching. But yeah. Anyway, uh, we might we might have a week next week. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if the games aren't exciting, we might skip it. We'll see. Um, well, it's been great to record Week Nine Primetime Recap. We appreciate you guys tuning in as always. We're currently live with our first five episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast.com, YouTube. Um, we're also on TikTok and Instagram. TikTok is coaching from the couch. Instagram is coaching from TC. Check us out. Give us a follow. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Coaching from the Couch. Um, tell your friends about us if you want. We'd, we'd love to have a, a more interaction. So um, we appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll, we'll talk to you next week with our Week 10 Primetime Recap. Bye.